0: Guys, guys, we are continuing with our Dissecting Dark series and today we are going with our fourth episode, The Origin, and joining us today is a very special guest, Anushka, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, how are you doing? Hi guys,
0: by the way. Uh, I'm doing great, so like, you, like, I I had watched the first two seasons and then I had to wait a long time for the third season to come out, but you you were very skeptical. i skeptic saw about yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> <were very> skeptic <laughs> I didn't
1: you. start uh, dark watching dark until like ten days ago uh because of many reasons I thought it's overhyped or something like that uh then I saw the show and I started the show watching. Thi, and then I binged it in four days.
0: Yeah, so I, I thought like we had done with Breaking Bad, right? Like you and I had you and I had this conversation about Breaking Bad, how everyone keeps over hyping it, but it's it's like a very huh. average show. Right. I that...
1: Even even Game of Thrones, like please don't judge me, uh, but, but <laughs> I didn't find it really great. Like after the Red Wedding, I really got bored in Game of Thrones also, so I stopped watching it after that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so ho- hopefully, Dark uh, Dark lived up to your expectations, or maybe even surpassed it. Ha,
1: huh. yeah, I did. Yeah, I, like, like, I really how- got home and watched it in four days. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like, I wonder. Like, uh, Dark is such a show that like it has so many layers, and you don't really begin to appreciate it until you give it much thought. So, like, how was it for you? Like, you binge it, binge it in like four days. So that doesn't give you much time to think about stuff. So. It must all have been a blurb. Time
1: me. is an interesting concept while discussing this show. Yeah.
0: And
1: so No, but like it. I was, uh, I missed a lot of details, Sure. But when I rewatched this episode for this, the research of this episode, I could realize <laughs> that there were certain things that were really obvious in uh, the subtleties of the script writing. And I'm sure a lot of people missed those things as well. But yeah, I think I should have mm-hmm. taken
0: it slow. But <laughs> yeah, but you you had already missed the train, you didn't really have much time. Na? Because, like, you, by the time you had started seeing, there were spoilers all over your timeline, I imagine. Exactly. Who are like, who are your favorite characters like heading into season three?
1: Hey. okay, so I don't think I had a favorite character, say, because I don't know, I find Yoda's really dumb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he yeah, keeps even, doing... even Adam
1: He keeps doing what he's saying to himself and they saying I don't want to do this. Yeah. So he kept he, falling. He gets gets yeah, Adam also says he's so
0: gullible. Yeah. <laughs> I was always very gullible, right?
1: Uh, so, so my favorite anyway, like think... the actor who I really like was Benny and Peter.
0: What do you think about Peter's like complete reversal of uh, character? Because in like in the in Adam's world, he was always very like sad and shit. But in this world, he seems very like well kept and all.
1: So uh, the difference between the two worlds, all the characters in the alternate world are, I don't mean this in an offensive sense, but like very emo and punk. What with Marx's yeah. tattoos and dark hair, unintended. And but yeah. Peter has completely did a switch. He has become this light He's become very light. In in the original world, he's very distressed all the time and very timid in front of Charlotte. But now he is confident.
0: How did you reconcile with this, like, the difference in character? Like, in the previous episodes, we had mentioned how now Alexander Alexander Tiedemann is a complete pussy and now, like, Peter seems to have his shit together and, like, all these character reversals. How did you feel about those?
1: I kind of had, uh, like, I had expected that ki- there would be personality changes between <clears throat> the original and the alternate world. Uh, but mm-hmm. it, the first shock that I received was that Ma- <laughs> that Martha was so... Like, like she had dark hair and she had bangs. And even even Martha's. Mm-hmm. Martha's... I was taken aback by his whole appearance. He seemed like yeah, a member of a- some A's rock band.
0: Like B-Tech rock band. And uh- like, not. Not necessarily a good one. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, uh, a metal enthusiast.
0: Uh, talking about enthusiasts, are you a dark enthusiast now? Uh,
1: I mean, you could say that because there are a lot of symbolisms in the show which are really found interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Talk about those. Uh,
1: there's a lot of uh, references to Frederick nature and, and a lot yes. of symbolism to Christianity as well. So, the biblical parallels really stand out in this show. What with the paintings and with Saint Christopher, and most importantly, the names Adam and Eve, Jonas, mm-hmm. Jonah, Noah is from the uh, Noah's Ark.
0: So, no, no, no. that really
1: got yes. my attention. So,
0: oh, yeah, and I the, think we had we a this from can... the last episode.
1: I don't yeah, think boy. I can call myself a dark enthusiast, but yeah, this
0: show is really like after a long time I've seen something really good. Give give it some time where I'll make sure that you become a dark enthusiast. <laughs> so like even in the last episode we had like just on just on the similar uh, train of thought of it having many biblical uh biblical similarities. In the last episode we had talked about how the like we know that Germany was like a scientific hub in the early 19th century, and we right. talked about how those influenced the story. And we also talked about the like, uh, there was an emeralds tablet or something, I think I'm messing up the name. So, right. how there was a tattoo of it, Dubai, along with Noah uh, digging the cave. So, yeah, I oh, think
1: which says Sigmundus S. Creator, Creator or whatever it is, so that uh reference to a, a set of mythology in which a lot of scientists also believed and they say that it uh it started christianity kind of, something like that not
0: mm-hmm. sure yeah but like that that just goes goes on to prove that how like how much thought was uh, put into the script huh. especially in this day and age where we get very like basic kind of writing and like show very mundane shows which are like well, not much are basically depth. created in order to, yeah not much that and like they don't uh they don't require a lot of mental capacity so like they are very like we have fast food now we have fast shows so which don't require you to pay much attention to it they are just like entertaining like good old yeah. masala mm-hmm. Bollywood movies like yeah, good economic models now. yeah yeah <laughs> so, yeah so like dark was very dark was good like yeah dark was good, but a Ron. lot of people so, gave up yeah.
1: after season two because season three is really it has a lot of layers <laughs> so much is going on in that season
0: yeah even like even we weren't sure like with the people i had talked to and uh, we like multiple timelines is hard enough but now you have multiple worlds and like That scared me a bit because I was worried that they are going to ruin the show. But thankfully, now in hindsight, we can safely say that they didn't ruin the show. But in fact, they quite like wrapped it up quite beautifully.
1: Uh, They they left quite a few uh, uh, loose ends, but that's fine. I think as audience, we also should put some brains into it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like we, we can watch if we can watch shows like uh, I don't know sex education so we can definitely give some dark some creative freedom so anyway I think uh, with that said we should begin with this episode the episode starts uh, in 23rd September 1954 and we see that young Tronte that I got to say young Tronte had had a good like drip game he had some drip so anyway he's walking through the forest and he, he walks by the cave and like the cave has a rusted metal metal gate, which is like partially, partially broken down, and that's when we see the three gen guys, who you uh, who you seem to like calling Scarface. So that's Car-based a good name blitz. I should have known it. <laughs> so we see the three gen, we three we see the three gen guys like, in their patented fashion of surrounding a surrounding a person, and we see him telling that. We see him telling Tronte that he has grown a lot and he tells him that he knew his mother and Tronte uh, has her eyes and uh, their eyes are basically, their eyes are similar and like Tronte is visibly, I think Tronte is a little scared or maybe he's just awkward by seeing three people in the middle of nowhere and right. he asks them their identity but like the three general guy just tells him that I have no name and uh, after he after and he gives her a bracelet which which will which I'll come to later but he gives her a bracelet and he says that he like he named Tronte basically so yeah what did you take away from that scene
1: yeah after I watched it again it seemed obvious to me what he is trying to tell him and. Even taunted mm-hmm. cat catches on to what he's saying, as we find out later in the episode. But at this point I thought Scarface mm-hmm. dude is probably the one who kidnapped Agnes and took her to mm-hmm. or killed her because that's what he likes to do.
0: <laughs>
1: that's all I could make out right now.
0: Yeah, but I think like Agnes uh, the disappearance of Agnes was more related to I think she got I think Adam called her uh, instead of him like instead of him huh. kidnapping her and killing right. her Right that is revealed later she... in the
1: episode
0: mm, Yep yeah. and like the bracelet I was talking about like I had I had seen it going around on social media that the bracelet was of ouroboros like it is a it is a snake which uh, I think it is taken from Egyptian mythology where the snake Goes on to follow the moon and it uh, it follows the story, something like that. So, I think it's, it was its just own really to show that, like, eating its own tail, yeah. And but, like, in mythology, it was going to eat the moon or something like that. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I think we'll have to check it out later on, okay. But, yeah, I think it signified that, like, the beginning is the end and the end is the beginning, like that. Tronte-y, yeah, this whole you know episode that, like, is. <laughs> Yeah, the Nielsen family starts from Pronte, basically, and like I think that was that was what he was trying to signify there. In the same timeline, we see <laughs> we see a group of three girls, uh, which we come to later know as like one of them we already know, and that's Claudia, and we also see Ines, and uh, we also see Yana with them, and they are they are going through an adult magazine, which which we come to know that Yana stole from her father and someone I think someone from amongst the group mentions how like why there aren't any nude men in the magazine. Ha, um, I, I think, think
1: she, it was uh I think it was uh
0: Claudia who says that. Ines. But, oh yeah, sorry Claudia. I think Ines asked her like if she had ever like Ines asked Yana who was like very awkward at this uh interaction because like she was huh. she had a very kind of timid kind of personality Different. and like but you know Ines, what yeah, where yeah. yeah.
1: in this in this scene, I thought Yana is uh Ines because we've seen older, and she is she's, she's yeah. a nurse and she seems very puritanical and timid, but this girl right here mm-hmm. Ines is so bold and outspoken. She's yeah. like very feisty.
0: That was, that was a huge shock for me. Like I I wonder what made her change her personality so drastically because like. Huh. It, it oh, so really that's what, in this sh- in
1: this show, they've not really focused on character development. It's very plot heavy.
0: But like character development for peripheral characters, because I don't think Ines makes that much of a difference, uh, that much of a difference to the story. But like, one thing is to say that we know like Ines didn't really give up her old personality because we see her like giving sedatives to Michael who are Michael who are traveling hmm. back in time so that he forgets what really happened to him because we I think we see old Michael Cornwall saying that he doesn't really know what happened in his childhood because all of it seemed like a blur to him and uh, we are later in, uh, we are later oh, yeah. shown in uh, the we see the pill film. bottle He's, yeah we see the pill bottle so maybe she didn't completely give up her like her old personality or maybe the personality she put on was like really just a facade who knows maybe
1: okay so the text scene is um hannah and egon are having sex and when Mm -hmm. hannah traveled back in time i'm thinking this girl better not have kids (laughs) and i even tweeted about it and then later i was like i should have seen that coming
0: yeah we, we should have but like if the both of them like we uh, right from the start from when she goes to see Ulrich uh, like when she deserts Ulrich in the prison basically we, we see her having her eyes on Egon who is also like is, uh, he is also distant from his wife at that moment because I think by then she was already like by then Doris uh, Doris was already having an affair with uh, having an affair with Agnes so I think Egon was right there for the taking for Hannah.
1: Yeah but then this procreation thing was that they, oh, they she was really important. This thing was really important in the cycle and we think.
0: Yeah but like it, it is almost like a, one of the things that kicks off the origin like huh. the whole yeah, really. I'd like I think we should also mention that like after after they were done having sex uh, we see uh, like we see Egon gifting her the St Christopher medallion the St right. Christopher like necklace and so I think yeah, that was also one of like just another one in a series of loads of bootstrap paradoxes because we we later come to know that how the St Christopher brace uh, necklace travels from one person to another which would which would surely come who, like which we'll discuss later, and uh, when she okay. uh, when she when Hannah like reveals to egon that he when she reveals to Egon that she is pregnant, Egon is like scared shitless and like any other like any other man having an extra marriage uh, he has a very typical
1: stereotypical thing. reaction and blames her
0: yeah, so he accuses her of like did you fuck around <laughs> yeah um, think,
1: which was and but she had was, none of it.
0: Yeah, the rage on the rage on Hannah's face was like remarkable. I <laughs> she she basically I remember had that a, she basically had a... yeah, yeah go ahead. I
1: think she saw Ulrich in Egon's face at that moment, which she it reminded her of how even Ulrich betrayed her trust mm-hmm. and did not and maybe, ever maybe love her for
0: real yeah then maybe she shouldn't have an affair with like married men yeah i
1: mean that is also <laughs> there but he
0: uh, once is an exception like two times it's a pattern so i guess and then she realizes played...
1: it after they meet uh she says she will abort the child and and then mm-hmm. she says she's sick of well, not, she doesn't say it, but you can see it in her face that she's so sick of not finding happiness in failed relationships and she then she breaks up with him mm-hmm. obviously.
0: There's this moment where she goes on a whole rant about like uh how, how basically a whole rant which basically could be summed up that all like, men are the she same. She just wanted to say all, all men are trash, yes. but like since it was 1954, they, they had a habit of having whole sentences instead of boiling it down to just like one small sentence.
1: Right, she was from (laughs) 2020.
0: Yeah, it's like she knew all the terms by then, I I imagine, but it's a small German town, so who knows, maybe all men are trash, hasn't really caught up there. Maybe. We we also see Daniel, Sorry, you also see Egon giving her some cash for the abortion and he mentions that Daniel Conwald was the first one who had told her about this so I think the Daniel Conwald, like the Conwald family also had an abortion once I think we can assume that
1: yeah we can
0: maybe we can assume that and what happens afterwards yeah so afterwards while like uh, we are still in 1954, and when the girls are done talking about their whole sex magazine and whether whether one of them had seen a dick or uh, or seen a penis, and uh, yes. Claudia 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 tells the both of them as if kind of flexing on them that she had seen a that she had seen a penis and it belonged to <laughs> it belonged to Tronte, and uh, the that was a very weird scene in the first two seasons because like. Claudia, Claudia just like had this kind of control over Tronte, and she just made him strip in the. I think it was in the forest. She just made him right. strip in the forest as if like telling him to show, show his like.
1: She's like,
0: go on. <laughs> yeah, go on, yeah, I'm watching over you. Uh,
1: but then we <laughs> see Jana and Tronte talking by the lake, and they seem he seems to have found a confidant in Jana. Uh, and he tells mm-hmm. her about Scarface even, and yeah. and she catches up. Yeah. Like she asks him whether he, if he could be your father, and yeah. he says he's not sure. But then he goes on well while they're walking in the forest to their homes or whatever, he says he doesn't want yeah. to find out if he is. So I think he knew he yeah. was he, he knew he was yeah. his father, but he didn't want to accept it. And he even says he's yeah. glad his yeah. mother is gone. So I'm sensing there was
0: some abuse there. Yeah, and like uh yeah, she like Prontier tells her that he was in a home for a long time. So I by the question I have is like by he was in a home. So by that he means in a like group home for orphan kids like or for kids who are in the system or what kind of which home was he referring to? Was he like foster care or like group home? or Was he talking about his experience living with his own mother? Because he pulls up his sleeves and shows her uh, burn marks, like cigarette burn marks all over his arm. So yeah, that that was just like, I wondered about it. What do you think? Was it I, the, like group home I or something? I
1: think it could be anything. Like both of them are pretty.
0: So, and it's the 50s, yeah, so... Like, It's the fifties. I imagine there must have been lots of orphans by then because like many, many people must have lost their lives in World War Two. And so there must have been a huge influx of orphan kids. Right, right. Kids without And it could have been an elder elder kid in the fourth room
1: using him like a bully or something.
0: Yeah, it could have been. It could have been Agnes too, because Agnes, I think if I remember correctly, Agnes also had a habit of smoking.
1: Right, but they they seem like cigar marks, not like cigarette ones. Okay, let's not go into four in six
0: years. <laughs> so yeah, that, but like we also we also need to talk about today's uh, game because like he's sitting all alone by the like by the lake, and when when a girl comes to comes and sits next to him, uh, he tells her. He tells her uh, she has a beautiful smile, and I think that was when uh, that was when Yana completely fell in love with Tronte. But like, as I think she already had a. uh, But then we see we see Claudia coming like while they were walking through the forest. We see Claudia entering the picture. Basically, she just directly went and held Tronte's hand as if to say that back off, he belongs to me.
1: She was obviously jealous. And uh, not to mention and... uh, Tronte also gives the bracelet
0: to Yana, which was huge, yeah, I think. And which was huge. And I think that's that's where their whole love triangle started because like I think Tronte genuinely loved Yana, but at the same time since he was since he was with Claudia since his childhood, she she also had a pretty important place in his life and maybe also some kind of control over him like subconsciously had a, some kind of control over him and that's where we see I don't think we can call it control girl. but she was she was his first i think can we call her friend i think she was his first acquaintance of his own age in the of his own age in the town and right uh, yeah <laughs> she was the first girl who he had got naked in front of and so like i mean like claudia was always there for his or significant events in his life. She was there for him when his mother disappeared and so I think in that way they were always bound by like they, they had a, some kind of bond which couldn't be just shrugged off.
1: But yeah, I think Yana was the only one who didn't see Tonte uh, as a kid who has lost his mother. She was genuinely...
0: Yeah, she didn't see him an Right. Okay. And what in, a, like, in some... Uh, we are still in nineteen fifty fours and we see like egon leaving from hannah's place after giving her money for the abortion and he reaches the police station and that's where Doris is waiting for him and like Doris asks him like where were you? you left home quite some time ago and egon doesn't really Egon doesn't really have an excuse for him so he just like rambles on or something but like Doris doesn't really pick up on it because she had other things on her mind. And, uh, she like, we find out that she has been doing her own investigating, uh, into Agnes's disappearance. The thing that I wondered was what is up with this people in Winton and being pers- like private investigators, we almost everyone is doing their own investigation. Meanwhile, the police is busy drinking or fucking around or just like being or having affairs or something. Very weird, and how we easily they find information. She's seen
1: at Doris when Doris is at Egon's office. I want to say one thing about this he lied, she believed,
0: yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she definitely did, but not for long, as we later find out, uh,
1: right? Yeah, uh, and then Doris is, yeah, as you said, she's investigating on her own, she knows nobody cares about Agnes at this point, especially yep. Egon. Because I think
0: Egon knew <laughs> about their affair. Did he? Because I think, I think they hinted on it, but they like they never like really made a point of uh, confirming it. Because even I had this question in the like. Uh, I think uh, I think we should first tell what happened in the scene because in this scene, uh, in the scene, we obviously see Doris bringing a clipping of uh, Hanno Tauber. Uh, from the newspaper which showed that he had joined Winden as a priest as a priest or as a pastor back then and uh, Doris tells her how Agnes had told her that her her husband was a man of God and we see Hanno Tauber was also a man of God so Doris, so Doris kind of wonders whether whether Agnes and whether Agnes and Noah were husband and wife and they both had disappeared around the same time and, like, she pretends that she's worried for Tronte at this point because hmm. he's all alone without his mother. But we really know that it was... She didn't really care much about Tronte. All she cared about was finding her... Finding, hmm. uh, finding her, like, partner, I think. Can we call her partner? I don't I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Call her, finding her girlfriend or something.
1: She didn't love her.
0: Did she love her? Or was, was that whole thing of more of her, like, how it was such a taboo for in that time to have same sex relationship
1: i mean so, it was I'm definitely sure a taboo like... but as yeah. they say later in the show the heart wants what it wants so and that's when she realizes that she should leave her husband at this point yes, when she like... shows this uh, HD initials on the handkerchief mm-hmm. uh but yeah she thinks that it's her husband but we know that it's her brother and she and uh, this Egon catches on to uh, Doris that she is too affected by Agnes's disappearance like more than she should be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then he's... Uh, who knows what goes in the minds of women. Uh,
0: we see uh, Egon making... Only I think... Only in two incidents I think we've seen his misogynistic side coming forward. Like one is... One is uh, this where he tells her like why the... Who knows what goes uh, goes inside inside the head of a woman, and we also see her like questioning the questioning Hannah's character, basically saying that if she is fucking around. So I wonder whether he said those things out of anger or out of frustration, or was he really a misogynistic, which wouldn't be like, which wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility because it was the 1950s after all. So patriarchy was. Ingrained in all of them. So
1: I mean, it, I even know, I it was like it. even if it was twenty twenty, it wouldn't be too unbelievable that he's misogynistic. Yeah. But I mean, it could be anything. Uh, it's just he had an opportunity to diss both of them, so it's he like, was acting out he, of frustration he, and
0: anger. He also seemed very like uh, what do you say, Apolo- apologetic after seeing those things. So after seeing those things, so yeah. Yeah. Egon, Egon is one character that I really liked in the show. Like, yeah,
1: he was very especially
0: back in the season.
1: Sorry, for cutting
0: you off. Go on. Like I said, that back in season two, where old Claudia visited Egon, a young hmm. Egon, and the way he told him that you, you, you deserve better. I think, I think that that was a very emotional moment and a very good moment, which kind of. Summed up Egon's whole arc in this show,
1: right? Also, because I think Claudia knew about uh Agnes and Doris because she had seen them, so yeah, that's why I think she says, You deserve better.
0: better, yeah. You deserve better. You know, it was a very sweet moment, and I think one of the highlights of the show, if we are talking from an emotional, emotional point of view,
1: I felt really bad so for Egon.
0: Anyway, like, <laughs> and especially the way he died i mean oh, dying at the hand of own daughter <laughs> and that's gonna hurt yeah after afterwards we when we see like doris living leaving the police station in a sort of angry and sort of angry we see uh, we see burn doppler's wife i'm i'm forgetting her name we see mrs doppler basically mrs doppler entering the police station and right She's there. She's there to talk about the disappearance. But I think in but uh, Egon thinks that she really there to talk about the disappearance of Helge. <laughs> and uh, Egon asks Helge is ready to talk about who kidnapped him or where he was with the whole time or who he, or who he was with. But <laughs> Mrs. Doppler seems very perplexed by Egon's. Uh, he uh, she says that she's not there about Helga, but she is there about the disappearance of Hanno uh, Tauber, and I think that's when that's when all the gears clicked in uh, clicked in Egon's mind that maybe Agnes's and Hanno's uh, or Noah's disappearance might be linked. But and he asked her whether Hanno had whether Hanno had uh, contact with any other woman. And by any other woman, he, speci- he specifically meant Agnes, I think. But Mrs. Doppler, I think in her mind constituted as that, like maybe Egon was insinuating that uh, she was having an affair. With- yeah.
1: No, I think uh, uh, yeah. Mrs. Doppler at this moment thought he's trying uh, that a priest could have a sexual relationship sexual relations with someone and
0: that yeah. was ridiculous to her. Was it though? Because I th- I thought there was always some kind of sexual tension between Noah and Mrs. Doppler. Not really. Not really. Didn't you think about like uh, in the second season I think when Noah visits the Doppler household and like Helge had just returned Helge had just returned from his right. I, I don't know kidnapping and he like He comes down, Henley comes downstairs and immediately rushes to Noah and uh, immediately rushes to Noah and like hugs Noah.
1: Right.
0: Uh, So uh, I think there was something, some tension going on. I don't know. I think it's because (laughs) Miss
1: Doppler was really religious. And to see him, to see his child hug the man of God like a priest, she was really happy that he has fixed her child. Of sorts. Um, so she maybe, really admired
0: maybe. him. I'm not really I'm not really, I'm not really. I'm not really even sure if she cared about Helge much.
1: I don't. I don't really understand how they were so rich. Uh,
0: maybe like they were probably always the. They probably always came from the. What do you say? Old money, but yeah. that's not really the case because we see that in the olden times it really was the tan house who were who were the rich people in Venice.
1: yeah, property
0: owner. <laughs> And so then
1: that's,
0: that's also we had covered in the previous episodes, like how fortune changes over time, tanhouse to Doppler's to Tiedemann's to, like, yeah, that's when the cycle ends. But yeah.
1: Okay. And then Doris meets Scarface in the church. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Who hints that he, and he supposedly knows everything about everyone.
0: Yeah, he's from the future after all. <laughs>
1: Is he is he from the future?
0: Yeah, I guess yeah we'll we'll talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, go on. Oh, so, I at this point. Yeah, I don't know everything. yeah, because he's from the future, and no? like Eva, like Mark Eva and Adam. He is uh, basically yeah. I think we should just put and say it like the name of the episode is the origin and uh, through the course of this episode we find out who the origin really is. And we'll, we'll talk about that more in detail, but let's just say that at this point, uh, at this point, what's his name? Scarface is the origin. Okay. So he, he comes from the future. So yeah, he knows everything. And we also see that he go he's going back in time to make sure that everything happens the way it's supposed to happen so that he is born and the loop starts over again. Right.
1: Because I think he is doing as per what Eva saying. Yeah. He's on her team. I, and I think yeah, I should.
0: At the end of the day, she is his mother after all. Right. So yeah, I think I don't know the problem uh, that I have with this dude is like, why does why is he always so cryptic and why is he always talking in dialogues and like, can't you just come out straight and say what you want to say? He's always going about going on some tangent.
1: <laughs> I think that. Okay. If he told them outrightly, they would do things differently. Mm-hmm. He's trying to nudge mm-hmm. them into doing what they've always
0: done I think the reason the reason why he did it because and why he told why he told Doris that she isn't really there about tronte's like Tronte being alone she She just told her that you were there for Agnes, and let's not kid ourselves. Right. You don't really care about Tronte. That was your that was your that was the love of your life basically. And he also tells her that Egon is having an affair with Una. And then she then he tells her that like the heart, the heart wants what it wants. And that just steals the resolve of Doris that she needs to she needs to leave Egon basically and find her own happiness. And I think the motive of that was so that like Egon plunges himself into alcoholism and uh, we later come to know that in the 1980s when in the 1980s when Mads had disappeared uh, when Mads had disappeared the investigation was handled by Egon who by then who by then was a raging alcoholic like we we see Ulrich mentioning it in like mentioning it earlier and who he says then like the reason why he became a police officer was because Egon had fucked up everything by being an alcoholic and that's why he wanted to be police so that he could do things the right way. Huh, so maybe I think that, that is uh, correct. Yeah maybe that was his old game end game. In this in the similar timeline, we also see this uh, like since we are on the Scarface topic, we also see them we also see them threatening a police of uh, threatening a city official or Threatening a politician, basically, who was in charge of giving out permits for the nuclear power plant, and I think that's right. the only time where the old guy and the younger kid from the scar-faced trio were really useful because we see the old guy was acting as the cab uh, was acting as the driver of the city official, and then we see the little kid <laughs> entering the entering the his car and pointing a gun to his, and then we see that kid is very scary. The, that kid is very scary, really. The way he stares at you, my God, he's creepy as fuck,
1: really, and these three are always in sync, like even in previous episodes, when the younger kid is folding his hands, the older guy is also folding his hands
0: yeah very weird like that that was their killing ritual, I think, like very <laughs> yeah, disgusted it. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, one thing one thing we should also let our listeners know is that like. The old guy from the trio, the old guy and the middle-aged guy are father son in real life, so it kind of makes Early? sense. Why I, I did not know that. Yeah, I just came to know about it today, and I think like yeah, that that was a good thing by like casting What I'm a curious about,
1: what I'm curious what, about is how he got that scar. Yeah, that is yes, never
0: explained. Maybe, maybe maybe they just wanted them to look uh, a little more menacing probably because like we we can't really see the scar on the old man because he has a whole beard going on but especially on the kid and the middle-aged guy it seems really scary like
1: especially with that expression he makes
0: the expression the music they play in the background and like their whole clothing and all yeah it it does its intended purpose so like we can we can give them credit for it, the makeup yeah. guys and the character guys who the developed them. So, like, yeah, so we we see Hannah, like, sorry, we see Doris leaving the church. church. Uh, leaving the church. Kind of, kind of scared, like, kind of weirded out, kind of scared, and she had also steeled her resolve to, like, leave Egon at this point. I mean, we should we should mention that uh, we see the middle-aged Scarface holding the Trichetra Diary in his hand, which we also saw Noah holding it. And one thing that I had missed uh, while watching this whole episode or watch, or while watching the season was that Agnes mentions that her husband was a man of God, but we always assume that maybe that man of God was Noah, but. It could also be the Scarface because we see them. I think we see them taking over the church. Uh, we see them taking over the church in the town, and later on, we also always see them saying very biblical dialogue and shit. So maybe. Or maybe
1: that, or maybe that he because he is the origin. So that's why she called him like, literally man of
0: God. Yeah, that could that could be true too. So I guess. It is up for interpretation. in the In the same timeline, we see that Hannah finally, like, uh, the Hannah takes the address and the contact that Egon had given her, and she visits the abortion clinic, uh, oh, which is which is run by the urban dogs. And we see a young girl. We see a young girl waiting there, and we come to later know yeah. that that really is, uh, Katharina's mother. Like. That is Helen Albers. At first, I thought like maybe at, at first I thought that maybe she was like one of the neighbors who was sitting there. Like it was an apartment complex or something, and she was one of the neighbors sitting there. But later we come to know that, oh fuck, Helen was also there to get an abortion at such a young age. I mean, what the fuck? That was that was when I realized it, I I mean, like I was traumatized for a second there
1: i think uh that's when i thought that uh she must have gone through a lot helena and that's why she's so abusive as a mother
0: we also we also see her calling Katrina a slut uh, repeatedly for having an affair with Ulrich. and maybe her calling her uh, her calling kathrina a slut comes from this abusive past where she in her heart she really doesn't want Katrina to go through the same mistakes okay. or make the same mistake that did. Like, like this is assuming that Helena Helena considered uh, considered her pregnancy as a mistake, but it could also have been because of a, I, I don't know I, I don't know whether I should say it or not, but maybe it was because of a rape or something because we don't really know and they really haven't covered that part well. Yeah, I mean she
1: is a kid, so my she seems like a kid, and, and it's also interesting yeah. because. Uh, Helena meets a Katharina in the scene, which we know uh, yeah. Hannah is using as an alias. So It's oh, a yes. bittersweet yeah. moment because we later come to find out I mean, we can connect the dots that Helena probably named her own kid Katharina after this woman she met at the clinic, which is and, another
0: bootstrap paradox,
1: right? And she left, uh, Hannah left the St. Christopher's Mendelian uh, medallion with. Uh, this
0: kid, Helena. They covered Helena's character really well, in my opinion, because by showing this abusive past and by showing how her daughter actually came to get her own name, and is is really good on the part of the writers. And also, we see uh, in back in the first episode when we see Katharina visiting the asylum, she she mentions the Saint Christopher's medallion and how she was a traveler. And that really right. had, that really hit a chord with Helena because, uh, maybe for the first time in her life, someone had shown her some decency, decency. Someone had talked to her with, with kindness. I think, and that really had, that really had made a huge impact on her. And so immediately when Katharina, Middle aged Katrina, who had traveled back in time, mentioned Saint Christopher's medallion she immediately softened up and gave her the access gave her access to uh Ulrich in the asylum because like at first at first it seemed very weird to me just because you had a just because you had a necklace doesn't mean you gave someone access to a potentially violent man in that hasn't aside. happened in this episode no, you are giving spoilers now no, it happened in the first episode, No, where. Like, it happened when... in the
1: first episode
0: mm. okay. Yeah, it happened in the first episode when Katrina goes to meet Ulrich and right, tells right. him that she will get. Him. But I think by this point of by this point everyone has already finished dark, <laughs> so maybe we can we can afford to give out a couple of spoilers here and then by mistake. But we really haven't given out. The but the way.
1: scene but the scene is really a bittersweet moment. Hannah leaves decides not to abort and then she leaves the clinic.
0: Yeah, and like that was a I think we we'll later come come on and we'll come to know that Hannah what a like what an important decision by Hannah that was. Right. But if we, this we'll thing happened then and,
1: uh, and the important we... part is that nobody influences this decision of hers.
0: Maybe. Who like we can't really know. Like maybe uh Helena Helena getting pregnant was also a part of their plan. We can't it could be that too. Maybe it's just another loophole. Because we can't really rule out anything at this point of time,
1: right? But, but like in all the other important decisions of the show, we see that there is some time mm-hmm. traveler saying something cryptic to someone.
0: I, I don't know, uh, I think it was an inception or something, like basically, like, uh. They had always said that you don't really tell someone what they have to do. What you do is like you plant an idea inside their head, and then you let the idea grow. And I think uh, in this in this show also they for they follow similar pattern of nudging someone towards the desired nudging someone towards the desired uh, outcome. Right,
1: possibly. And then in this timeline, we see Egon drinking.
0: Yeah, Egon like Egon has. I mean, and then that's when he dwells into alcoholism after Doris tells her that she's leaving him because the heart heart wants what it wants right
1: he yeah and then at the end we see claudia undressing in front of tronte
0: <laughs> yeah i like uh, it is a complete reversal to what she had made him do previously because back then she had made him strip but this time she did it voluntarily
1: I think
0: she really jealous of Yana. That's all I can say. And and at that time, the curious moment was while they were undressing, and she, Yana, was in her bed thinking about Tronte and holding her, uh, holding the bracelet he had given her. That also shows how that shit was going yeah. to play out thirty three or thirty three years later in time. One thing we have forgot to mention about this timeline is that. Sometime in nineteen fifty four, uh, we see young Claudia is at the Doppler household, and uh, Bern Doppler in his o- is, is in his office, arguing with someone over the phone, talking about the nuclear power p- plant permits. Uh, which we which we come to later on that the Scarface guys went and threatened the city official to give them the nuclear power plant permits, and uh, he comes and out.
1: then he and oh go on.
0: He comes out of his office and he spots Claudia there waiting for, waiting for Helge's like morning lessons, and he hands. And like curious thing to note is that uh, he says, "Oh, Claudia, you have grown up so much." But at first, I thought that was a very innocent statement, like how how any normal person says when they see a child, "Oh man, you have grown so much over the years," but like I think. We should wait for a while before I give out the spoiler. So he gives her a, he gives her a, a, some money for her tuition, but and Claudia Claudia tells her that this is too much. This is too much than they had agreed. And I think that's when Burn Doppler gives her a very important life lesson that she should go for what she wants and not basically not think about something else. And that's where a part of Claudia's personality was cemented.
1: I didn't think anything particular about it but it, it just shows that how their relationship changed after a while. You know, when she joins the nuclear power plant and he knows how curious she is as a person.
0: And I think this is this is where I'm going to give out a huge spoiler if you haven't seen the show or maybe you just missed it. We see that like Burn Doppler, like we see how Tonte always thinks that He is the father of Regina. But later on through through the through those writings on the wall and how and how Claudia was always hesitant about revealing who the father of who the father of Regina was, basically. We come to know that it really was Bernd Doppler who was the father of Regina. And initially I had missed this, I had missed this detail while watching it for the first time. But later on, I was told that, oh, fuck. Burn Wait, Doffler what? Really... <laughs> 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 you missed it, did you? <laughs> yeah.
1: This is a spoiler Burn
0: for Doffler. me, too. Yeah, was the father of <laughs> was the father of Claudia. And maybe, just maybe, that was why Claudia got the job in the first place, the head of the nuclear power plant.
1: Man... <laughs>
0: does not isn't doesn't add up for me let no, does it not because i think it does because we've like they've shown everyone's they've shown almost every huge characters uh, beginnings or or huge characters origin and claudia claudia is a very huge character in this show and she her, she loses her daughter basically and we know how important her daughter is to her Right. And it is curious how they have always hinted that Tronte might be the father because they had a relationship. But at one point, I think Claudia tells uh, Tronte that he, like, Tronte isn't really the father. And like, so anyway, uh, What what did you think about that huge bombshell that I just dropped on you?
1: I'm still processing it. It
0: was like, that that statement seemed really innocent when he told her that she had grown up so much. But when you put into context, it seems very predatory. Right. Very. But uh, it
1: maybe, doesn't still
0: make sense to me when. But like maybe, maybe she did it as a way to she did it as a way to become the head of the nuclear power plant because Bern Doppler had told her to always go after what she wants, and maybe she saw this as a way of getting what she wants.
1: I think about this.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that that wraps up our 1954s, and I think this is the most time we have spent in one timeline for throughout this whole season yet, because we always see them jumping from 1888 to like 1954, 1888, 2019, 2020, 2054 so but this time they have spent a significant chunk of time on just one on one timeline uh,
1: it's maybe because it's, it's about the origin
0: yeah it it's possible like they they just wanted to tie up all the loose ends or the character development that had left in the 1954 so like with with that being said we uh, which which timeline do you want to cover first do you want to cover the future timeline of adams world or do you want to cover the future timeline of eva's world we should go back to 19, 1988 I, is there anything in 1988 that we haven't covered 19 1987 or 88 i think there, i don't think there is anything from 1987 in this time in this episode or at least No, you can it you, you can correct me problem. if i'm wrong uh, I what just... Uh, yeah, I just said There doesn't seem to be but like if there's anything we remember, we'll cover it. So yeah, wh- which one do you uh, want? To,
1: like, I think the future one will change. The... Uh,
0: Adam's world or Eva's world?
1: Adam's world.
0: Alright, so we, we now go to like 24th September, 2053 and we see Agnes is now with Adam, like the testicular cancer-faced Adam. And uh, radio app, <laughs> and we see uh, we see Adam telling Agnes that she has chosen the right side. I mean, why why are Adam and Eva always so insist insistent on telling everyone that this is the right side? Because like Eva tells Jonas, you have chosen the side of the light. Adam tells Agnes, you have you have uh, chosen the right side. I mean, both of these guys are really master manipulators and. They we are, how... and in
1: fact, that they even manipulate themselves and
0: the other person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like manipulation one hundred one. Uh, right. We see, we see Adam handing. Uh, we see Adam handing Agnes a newspaper cutting, uh, which, which, uh, which talks about how Claudia's body, uh, old Claudia's body, was found in the woods in nineteen fifty-four, which we know that Claudia was killed by Noah back then. And she te- she right. uh, and he tells her to give it to he tells her to give the newspaper cutting to Claudia and the time right and uh, yeah and but and like Adam tells her that life is a gift for those who know how to use it and <laughs> Agnes I don't know what to ma- make of Agnes's expression back then because she uh, she like almost in an accusatory tone I think or maybe I don't know she like. She questions him, like, if he's really going to tell Martha what the origin really is. We don't know.
1: And I couldn't only make out what he's trying, what to, what see, he's trying to see. Life. To live as a gift. Mm-hmm.
0: May- maybe he was telling her that maybe the re- only reason why she's alive is because of him and now that he's given now that he's given her a chance to be alive, she should be grateful for it. Maybe. Uh, your your voice is pretty distant. Could you, like, hold the microphone closer? It's- is it okay now yeah it's it's relatively better so and now? that's when, yeah it's better now uh, that's when we see alt martha wake up and we see old magnus right beside her and uh, like old magnus tells her that like how he had always wondered why she came back in 1888 and gave them the nuclear fuel and then disappeared again but now magnus tells her that like it's because it was themselves who had sent uh, who had themselves sent martha back in time so that they could give them the nuclear fu- uh, nuclear fuel to build the time machine so i guess this is yet another one of those uh, bootstrap paradoxes
1: and it's this moment when he realizes that they are the ones pushing this cycle on and on yep
0: yep and it's like why do these people like just sit besides when someone is sleeping, like let them have their privacy. We that see... is so
1: creepy.
0: <laughs> yeah, even even like uh, in 1888 we see like Jonah, middle-aged Jonah sitting besides <laughs> sitting besides Martha where she's like sleeping and in now in so many years later in 2053, her own brother, like her own brother but from an alternate universe is doing the same thing.
1: Everyone likes to watch her sleep.
0: Uh, yeah but like uh, lots of creepiness going on around here especially by men which is I, I guess not really surprising I think yeah not,
1: not at all
0: <laughs> so like I, I wonder how like, like at this point of time I was wondering whether alt Martha was really a double agent because I wasn't really sure who she's really working for if she's working for Eva or if she's working for Adam or if she's Playing both of them, and she has her own agenda. I was, I was really, I was really confused at this time. What, what was your reaction to it?
1: I mean, I was really perplexed because, because both of them, Jonas and Martha, they keep getting manipulated by their own older selves. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it's, it. I don't think they have an ulterior motive except that they want to do what they want to do. But, and these people keep telling. me, that if you do this, you will achieve what you want.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So is... I don't think they can. They have the minds to play double agent.
0: Uh-huh, but like, yeah, I guess that's true And uh, in the same in the same timeline, we later see uh, Adam sending Adam sending uh, Agnes somewhere. So I don't think uh, I don't think they have really mentioned where they send her throughout the season. So. I don't exactly. know. Maybe I she really, really went back in time to hand her, the, hand her the newspaper clipping we saw in the first two seasons. So maybe this happened before then. And
1: she's also hugging someone.
0: She She's hugging... The uh, girl from the future, from the future. Yeah, she's hugging Silja, which, like, I, I don't think... I think we shouldn't say it yet, or maybe we should say it later. Yeah. But yes, she hugs yeah. Silja, and I think... She also hugs Francisca, I think. And that's when they send her off somewhere. And uh, we, in the same timeline, like in the same Adam's world, this is still 24th September, I think, 2053. We see Alt Martha coming to Adam and she tells her that she has held, like she has done her part. And now it was Adam's turn to do his, like do his own part in their agreement. And uh, that's when Adam takes her to the, to their own, to their old house i think where they where they had sex and something and he puts his he puts his hand to her womb and tells her that like hints that the thing growing inside her like the baby she is going to have that is really the origin and that's how we come to know that the star yeah. face is adam and Jonas's baby and he's also agnes's husband so basically like that's where the so that basically that's also going to be a bootstrap. Is that also a bootstrap paradox? Because I think that it is.
1: I think it it is not a bootstrap paradox, but it's yeah. the fucked up family tree.
0: Yeah, because like the origin, the origin sums up uh, the beginning is the end and the end is the beginning because that's, yeah. where, it and the fact that's m- where it all ends.
1: And they mention it like they symbolize the origin with an infinite sign.
0: Infinite symbol, yes. Her, and he her, shows her the family tree yeah he shows her the family tree and like with that with that said we i think we have covered this timeline now the adams world timeline right. i think we should head to eva's world now and right. we go to right. we go to 6th november 2052 i think and uh, that's where uh, we are like we see middle aged martha we see middle aged Martha, we see teenage Martha and teenage Jonas are in that cave of kind and like outside it's a desert and we see we see her. They are in the bunker. Yeah, they they are in the bunker or or the cave and uh, the whole whole of the bunker or the inside of the cave is covered with names and like names and family trees and. Many of those names are crossed out, like names like Ulrich Nielsen is crossed out, and Kathirina Nielsen is crossed out. Names of Helge Doppler is crossed out. And when Altma, when the young Martha asks uh, middle-aged Martha, what what that means, why the names are why the names are crossed out, that's when that's when the middle-aged Martha tells her that it means that those people are dead, because just as the apocalypse happened in Jonas's world. It also happened in their worlds and which resulted in everyone getting killed. And that's why she tells uh, young Martha, young Martha and Jonas that they need to go back in time and prevent the apocalypse from happening so that like, man, uh, they, they have to go back in time and change something so that like everyone doesn't die, so that they can protect their world. And like, yeah, that that's how that's how okay. old Martha Uh, that's how the middle-aged Martha tries to manipulate the two of them and she also one interesting thing is also is here that she also tells Jonas that he has to he has to choose between one world because he can't save two worlds and she like tries to convince him that it is Eva's world that he should protect because that is the only world where he and uh, Martha have a chance of being together so she is like she's like pandering to his love uh, like love seeking and uh, sex seeking side to like choose their world because maybe then he could have a chance of being with Martha and he also and she also tries to like manipulate him by saying that Mikkel Michael lives in this world because we know we now know that in Adams world Michael or Michael Connwall dies so yeah she tries both of those tactics to convince him to choose their world instead of his
1: I think we should mention that uh, Martha here is not ready to believe in this time travel thing. She thinks she has gone crazy, and it's hmm. all a dream. And then she will wake up, and everything will be okay. Which is understandable hmm. because it's a lot to process. I mean, you wake up one day and someone's telling you time travel exists, hmm. and your world is about to die.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, unlike that, that was that was a really nice moment. How like. Jonas went after her, and like we we could see yeah. that even though even though this wasn't his Martha, like they have uh, they have an like unbreakable bond which they just cannot shake off, even they are from different worlds. And we see her, we see his caring side for her come through. I think he he tells. He her is her trying
1: that, like, to convince her that all of this is real and she is not crazy. And then like no. she has this weird deja vu when she is. She's trying to climb a sand dune or whatever it is, and then she mm-hmm. realizes that she feels feels a connection or deja vu. And then he mm-hmm. says,
0: "Yonas, yeah. Yonas also tells her that like, just as he is trying to change what is happening, he also tells that Alt Martha is also trying her best to change what's happened so that everyone, so that everyone can live. And that's when like that's when Martha calms down, and both of them go." Both of them enter the cave, like both of them enter the passage to go back in time, and that's when we see the the like Noah from Eva's world entering the picture, and he asks middle-aged Martha like why why she hadn't told him the path uh, she was sending Jonas down on, and middle-aged Martha tells her that like he will never he will never stop trying, and he will always try to save his world and that's that's when he talks he talks about the and origin yeah the origin and how the end is beginning the beginning is and and how like they are they are two separate worlds connected by a knot, which is represented by the infinity uh, symbol
1: and uh we should mention that uh the the fact what adam was saying about martha betraying her older martha betraying younger martha by saying that she can reverse the apocalypse
0: and that that wasn't true is, is this moment in the desert yeah. kind of thing in the future. Yeah, yeah. And I think like after all of this has like after all of this uh, they return to 6th November 2019 and Jonas and Martha talk about how they always knew like she tells him that she always knew ever since he uh, entered her classroom that she always knew there was a connection and she could feel it. And, uh, and she she saw, she her, she
1: saw him, him in
0: a dream. Yeah, she saw him in a dream, and she tells her how. Uh, she tells her. She asked him if she was how she different was from his own Martha, like, and or from the alt Martha, and like they had a nice intimate moment, and they again have sex, which I think this. Uh, this whole sex scene is the one both of them keep getting dreams about. Is it about, or like, is it? I think it is, but is it
1: is it the one they
0: had after Ariadne? Uh, I think it is this one, but like who knows can never be yeah. sure. maybe someone on Reddit or somewhere has already figured it out and in the in the last scene, we see the middle aged Scarface. he is opening his triquetra loop diary and he writes something in it at the I have a lot to say about that <laughs> so yeah. Uh, he's in he, he's in Eva's office and uh, he writes something like I am left to die alone and I am my soul judge me the beginning is the end and the end is the beginning and he closes the diary as if all of it is now complete so yeah you can you can take it from here yeah
1: so in the diary we've been given the diagram on in which there. yeah the there like so stairs, no, that one and the, the page where he's writing the beginning the end and the end is the beginning yeah yeah huh? we have Diagram uh, with a maze in between, and there are two spheres on each side,
0: yeah.
1: and they are half black and half white. So the the lighter or the whiter half of the squares is the sphere is facing the infinite maze that is drawn in the diagram. So and mm-hmm. alpha and omega is written under each sphere. Mm. So in Christianity, this alpha omega refers alpha and omega, uh, the first and the last uh, letters of the Greek alphabet. Yeah. So it roughly translates to uh, the beginning and the end oh.
0: so
1: so that's where we
0: so that's i think i, I lost your voice again yeah you yeah. you were talking so, like so... i lost your voice you were talking about alpha and omega and how they signify the end is the beginning and the beginning is that
1: right so we can see that they have referred to that diagram and it's, it's really complicated but the coming together of those two spheres or the two worlds. Gives birth to this infinite maze, which is the family,
0: yeah. And, like, and at the
1: center is the origin,
0: yeah. I think, uh, we we like we forgot to mention that Adam also had like the Scarface guy's uh photo, like the three gents photo, all of them were together, and he put the photo in his diary so he knew right. he knew of his existence and he knew who, who he's going to turn into, so, yeah that is that is also curious i think
1: yeah so that's before he tells martha about who the origin is and what the origin is that it's her baby or the child right? and it's interesting because he knows <laughs> that he is the father
0: yeah we like in the last in the last episode i think we mentioned how uh, like adam and eva and eva denote the two opposite spectrums like adam is trying to save the world by destroying his son and like eva is trying to protect her world by keeping her son alive so i think that that, that also shows a like really good dichotomy of their whole relationship
1: and this is pretty evident in the last scene where uh, this scar faced dude is standing in front of the paintings of adam and eve and he's he's got this really angry look on his face looking at adam the painting of adam
0: I think angry, angry look is his default look. I think I've never seen him happy. I've always seen him that way, so was he really angry or was that my, I mean, he just face?
1: he's looking at he's looking at Adam in a role. Yeah. I want to kill you, <laughs> but I, I mean, can't like, <laughs> yeah. it reminds yeah. me of star wars <laughs>
0: star star was another another overrated movie
1: of the father-son relationship
0: yeah yeah so yeah what what did you make of the episode on a whole
1: uh see this is the half of this um midpoint of the season i think Yeah. yeah so it's important that they placed the origin and what really is happening hmm. in this episode so hmm. i think it makes sense the story starts making sense now because it is their pattern for the first half of the season they just expand yeah and then they start collecting things and putting them into the right places
0: yeah because i think they the first three episodes were mainly spent on world building and this is where shit really starts picking up.
1: Yeah, the wheel starts spinning in this episode and you can see what happens where.
0: Like overall, you would say this episode was better than the first three. Ah, I
1: think I like this episode the most so like, in the season after episode seven.
0: Uh, episode seven, I, I think episode seven is going down in history as one of the best ever episodes. I don't really recall any other episode having like such a profound impact, but I think we'll, we'll get there later on. But yeah, this was also a pretty good episode and I think it covered all the bases apart from maybe Agnes traveling back in time. But apart from that, it covered all the bases in my opinion. What do you think?
1: I think they assembled the most important pieces of the story in this episode. So yeah, I like this episode because of that.
0: Like before before like in the first
1: up, three episodes. Yeah, yeah, go on. In the first three episodes, nothing was making sense to me. But after watching this episode, I was like, okay, now the story is making sense
0: that's like what were your expectations before you started this episode and like did it live up to those expectations
1: i don't think i had time to have expectations because i was watching it so fast (laughs) yeah i didn't even have to click on the next episode
0: (laughs) so yeah it's like netflix does that for you so right they trap. So like out of 10 what what would you give it
1: eight or nine Pick one.
0: Eight and a half. Uh, <laughs> I think I think we can I both really... agree on that. Yeah. Because the, first, the, the highest rating that I had given for the first three episodes was I think 7.5 or 8. But I think this one has definitely bettered them. And it definitely deserves an 8.5. And maybe the seventh episode would get like a 9.5 or 10. But so yeah, it, 8 now 8. that 5, you've 8.
1: seen the whole show, which is your yeah. favorite season?
0: Mm, favorite season? Episode uh, like season 3 has got to be the favorite i think because that's when everything starts to make sense. Okay. What would be I yours? I think
1: for me it's season 2. Season 2.
0: What what about what particularly about season 2?
1: They have explored the relationship really nicely in season 2 and I think the script writing is better in, in it. But like because in this show they have so many timelines to cover like okay. the way we covered this episode we talked about a particular timeline but they Mm. split it in so many segments and I don't like how they switch the worlds that effect
0: (laughs) yeah I think many people were like very skeptical about it but I think overall considered like overall I think they have done a good job I think they have done a great job compared to other time travel shows or movies or something like that I think the only other time travel show that I've seemed to be done really well was Times Gate and it is an anime so like not much people have watched it but like yeah (laughs) maybe you should check it it. the
1: only other time travel thing I have seen in a show is The Flash
0: (laughs) I haven't seen The Flash because I, I thought it was it was very cheesy and very like childish and shit but maybe but some people seem to really like the first season of Flash for some reason. Yeah, I just it dropped the it. Season really. Is, really nice. is it though? Because I just like dropped it after like 11 or 12 episodes and I was like, I just I just can't take it anymore.
1: It, it does get childish because one, it is like a superhero thing, but yeah, it's nice. They've executed it well. The actors are, <laughs> the actors overdid it.
0: But <laughs> I mean like uh, the whole thing about time travel and all, like, the physics of it, the science of it. Did it? Did they cover it well?
1: Yeah. That show is mainly about physics. Like, if you're a physics nerd, I think people would like it.
0: I mean, I'm a physics nerd and I love this and Steins Gate. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe I was too judgmental, but let's see.
1: Ha, in this episode, I also uh, noticed, like, they, meant, they referred to uh, frederick
0: nature's philosophy a lot about eternal recurrence yep. in this whole season actually somewhere like somewhere somewhere uh someone somewhere up maybe a, a very religious indian person is looking at dark and saying like oh fuck <laughs> 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 and everything keeps repeating it i think that's also a thing that dark has that everything is predetermined everything everything will meet its I think own end
1: yeah most religions talk about this
0: Yep, and i think it is it is really nice to like see uh, see the parallels between different world religions and how they all converge and what are the divergences between
1: ha i mean in this show they've taken several religions of the Eurozone yeah. and put it in one show.
0: Which are the several? Because I think only Christianity seems to be the only realm. Christianity, what other...
1: the Emerald Tablet, the one you were talking about, Egyptian symbolism.
0: Yeah, but like Egyptian symbolism is also, also comes from Abrahamic religions. Or is it like Ouroboros? Huh, I, mean... I don't know if Ouroboros was, I think Ouroboros was before Christ because I think it was an ancient religion. But who knows? Maybe I, I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, the
1: tablet was also pretty old before Christianity.
0: Sorry, this
1: emerald tablet
0: was it? Was it the... older than Christianity? Uh, because I'm not sure. I think I think it is. Okay. Because
1: they say that Christianity came out of this one.
0: Oh, mean I think I think this is something we should look into. Uh, or someone someone somewhere out there should do a YouTube video and how on the like all the inspirations for the show. I think that would be a great idea.
1: You can also do an episode on
0: it. That's a lot of research, I It would require too much research and I'm too lazy. But it can be done. Yeah, it can be done. So... Anything else you would like to add to this episode? Uh,
1: no, I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah,
0: that's great. I think yeah, I think that's a that's a good note to end this episode on. I I hope I hope you enjoyed the show as like I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as as much as I enjoyed you having on it. So like yeah, thank, thank you, you and uh, maybe you could join us once again next. That's us signing off. Okay, goodbye. Take care. Good night. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.